We live in a world of limitations and boundaries and live in a world of, I think, where you grow up and you, you develop your own self-limited beliefs based upon everything that you experience or the, the labels that you might get given. Um, and life is full of those obstacles and curveballs, but they're, it, it's all down to how you look at them. You can look at them as negative things or you can look at them as as opportunities. Uh, hello humans, welcome to the Limitless Bite Size episodes where we uh, chat with our co-host uh, Phil, uh, an author of the book Legacy. If you haven't got it or you're watching it, that book here. We just chat through a, a chapter at a time really and just dig into kind of human performance resilience leadership which obviously forms the basis of the podcast that are, that are coming out so so thanks for spending us some time obviously if you want to get the book it's all in good some good bookstores and probably some not so good ones i assume i think all of them amazon waterstones pretty much all of them i think great great so so let's start with our, our favorite subject resilience yep. a, a big conversation and a, i suppose a big uh discussion point in general at the moment and i, I want to chat about chapter two of your book yep. it's called uh it's called quit yeah uh, quit is quitting yep so perhaps just talk a little bit about in that in that chapter you talk about the evolution of intelligence and what's devolved and maybe how that's affecting resilience in the modern modern space that we're in. Yeah, I think um, we, we we kind of live in a world that that we've we've created so much good things and we've created so much comfort um, and with our intelligence we've got technology we've got the ability to make you know this podcast we've got the ability to broadcast this podcast across the world you know, all different um, things that didn't even exist maybe 20, 30 years ago, never mind, you know, 100 years ago. And all of that is great. It's not It's not about rejecting modernity and technology and advancement, but it is about acknowledging that the, the consequence of that is we've created a world which is quite comfortable for many people. You know, the, the, the challenges of 100 years ago and 1,000 years ago and 10,000 years ago, in our solutions for those challenges, we kind of then, uh, we, we, we create a more comfortable existence. And at the time that feels great. You know, every time, if you think about every invention that's been made, it's been invented to make a job easier or to make an experience more comfortable. Um, and I think the consequence of that has been resilience. You know, we, you know, if you, let's just use temperature as an example, we've, we've bent nature to our will, you know, every environment that we go into we can change the temperature of that to be more comfortable. If it's too hot, we can cool it down. If it's too cold, we can warm it up, um, which is great. It's, a, you know, like I say, it's not about knocking that, but we have to accept that when we do that, what we do lose is that connection with what actually, what actually is nature, what actually is cold or hot. And I think that our evolution in technology has mirrored our devolution in, in resilience, perhaps. And what, where else do you use that temperature in example? Is there, is there examples where we look at just day-to-day -day life so it might be a challenge from it's easier to open the curtains because you can shout at Lex to do that for you now exactly yeah and, and i mean i the w one of the things that i do when i coach is i i use lots of equations you know both with my sports clients but also my corporate clients i was actually given um a presentation just yesterday for for a, a client of ours uh boston consultant group it was an online presentation. We did one in the morning for Europe and then one in the afternoon for America. Uh, and I was actually talking about one of these equations, which is commitment, victory, times repetition equals resilience, 
easy option times repetition equals low resilience. And what a commitment victory is, is doing something difficult, is saying you're going to do something and then following it through to the absolute letter, not not compromising. So I say, for instance, my commitment is I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to go swim 1,500 meters in the swimming pool. If I go and do that and I achieve that, no matter how tough it is, I have a commitment victory in the bank and that builds my resilience. If I stay in bed, that's the ultimate easy option, then I've lost out on that. If I just do 500 meters because I don't feel, I'm not, I'm not feeling it that day. Although I've done something which is better than the easy option of staying in bed, haven't nailed that full commitment victory. And what I say to a lot of both my clients, um, sporting and, and, and sort of corporate workers, is as you accumulate these commitment victories and as you have repetition, you build momentum and that builds resilience in and of itself. Habit building, you talk. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, from, you know, the atomic habits sort of idea, you know, compound, you know, just keep building small habits on top of each other. Um, a lot of people think they need to change the world in a day when actually just tiny little changes, but maintaining them and not compromising and staying on that kind of trajectory, it leads to much longer term uh, benefits and gains. And how do you find when working with clients that, because again, we can all do a habit for a day or two, but that consistent change, because people want things, yeah, we live in a society where everybody, not everybody, but people want things quickly now and change. Is there a, is there a kind of formula? I know you've talked yeah. about sort of days of building habits, things like that. People have to have a certain amount of patience around them as well. I think so, yeah. And, and once again, if you, if you look at um, Atomic Habits, which is a, you know, an, an incredible book to understand how to do habit forming. What's referred to in there is this belly of discontentment with forming a habit. And that is that you don't really see any benefit to begin with. You know, for a few weeks, let's just use going to the gym for as an example. If you go to the gym um, for two weeks, at the end of that two weeks, you might not see much difference. You might think, oh my God, I've been going for two weeks now and I haven't seen any difference. Um, and habits are like that. Habits are, you know, sometimes when we start doing good habits, it takes a little while for the benefits to start to become easily noticed by ourselves or by others. Um, and a lot of people, I think they abandon their habit in that belly of discontentment. And if you keep going past that two, three week belly, you then start to get that hockey stick profile as the gains and the improvements start to rapidly increase as anyone that goes to the gym will testify. So I think, you know, we the, the idea of this quick quitting is that we often quit in that in that belly of discontentment. And I guess the, the flip of that, of picking up bad habits, you often don't see them initially, and then you have the hockey stick effect of them. Yes. Yeah. And, and <laughs> putting on weight or whatever that might be, lying in bed longer. Or... But bad habits are much easier to become habitual than good habits. And the reason for that is bad habits usually have inactivity as opposed to activity. So for instance, not going to the gym is way easier than, easier than going to the gym because there's inactivity against activity. So getting to the habit of not going to the gym is far easier than getting to the habit of going to the gym. You don't need to worry about that belly of discontentment because you're not looking for any gains. So, And I think that's fundamentally goes back to this idea about comfort in this world that we live in, that we live in such a comfortable world that doing nothing is easier than it's ever been before. You can bring get food brought to you. You can get everything brought to you. You know, you don't even, you know, you don't need to go and buy my book. You need to walk down to a shop to buy it. You know, you order it on Amazon, it'll be there in the afternoon. Or if you're in the Alabama, we are about a week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And just to find a bit in that chapter, yep. you talk about NIMS, 
for those that haven't seen the documentary, yep. 14 Peaks on Netflix, yep. he's a mountain climber. So he's probably maybe an extreme end of that sort of built resilient side of things. Yeah. As again, most people listen just just layman. How how do you not get intimidated as, as someone who wants to start those good habits, wants to start those resilience? And you look at the the Ross Edges of this world and the, and the Nims that they're at the extreme end of that. Yeah, and and I think you know if we talk about expedition limitless, what what we're obviously part of, and then obviously the podcast limitless. I think the embodiment of expedition limitless is to inspire people that perhaps would never think that they can do, go and do things to go and do them. Um, and I think you've got, you know, these guys like, like Ross, like Nims that are just almost otherworldly superhuman and that they're, they're inspirational in a very different way. I think, you know, you, I, I would love to think that I could do the things that Ross Edgley does, but I think that physiologically, um, is probably way against my actual, just my genetics and my phys- physiology. Um, one of the reasons, so can I just interrupt yeah. there to, to, to apply that to the layman, let's say, yep. and they see, you know, a local person doing a lot of gym work. Yep. They go, that's that's beyond my physical expertise. How do you break down that barrier? I mean, it depends on your goal. You know, I mean, and and this is kind of like the important thing to understand is that that part. I, I mean, I I've got a belief that part of the problem of the modern world that we live in is we live in a a, a comparison, a world of comparison. You know, and and you know, think about when you when. Certainly when I grew up and perhaps when you grew up, we used to have the saying, keeping up with the Joneses, which was, you know, if the next door neighbor got a new Mondeo, then your dad wanted to get a new Mondeo. And you would, that was that was your tide mark for what you were trying to achieve. And now we live in this world where, you know, we're keeping up with the Kardashians because of Instagram and it's jets and diamonds and it's, and it's fairly unrealistic, which leads to disappointment. Um, I think when you're looking at these guys... Ross Edgley and Nims and that is just having a bit of perspective and saying, actually, if I'm not doing anything, if I start going to the gym three times a week, I am taking huge steps forward and I'm going to be in a significantly better place. I don't need to be climbing 14 peaks like Nims, but if I go out and climb, you know, a mountain, if I go and do Snowden as my first mountain, then I am significantly further away from the old me that was doing none of these things. And 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 I think that's where comparison can be quite debilitating because there's almost this perception you've got to do 14 peaks to be a mountaineer and i think you just got to climb up a mountain and you are a mountaineer in a similar way if you remember from last year's expedition limitless i said to all of the group make sure you update your, your linkedin as arctic explorers because you've explored the arctic haven't you you know you've done that um so it's i think that's an important thing for everyone to to buy into and understand you don't need to be limbs you don't need to be boss you just need to be better than whatever you were two weeks ago, two months ago. Great. Okay, so that was chapter two, quit for quitting. Yeah. Or quit quitting. So uh, thank you for the conversation. Thank you. I hope the listeners enjoyed it. Yeah, perfect. We live in a world of limitations and bad degrees and...